In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Join me, Dr. Karen Kambule, as we pursue the Word, the Lord Jesus, searching scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast. Download and share with your friends and your family. Stay blessed. Hello there, greetings. Welcome to Wet Anchor Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I trust that you are blessed by the messages that you receive. Even if you are hearing this for the first time, I do hope that you'll tune in again as we look at the Word of God, as we search and um, find scriptures that talks to us. The Word of the Lord God in its totality, it belongs to us. It is for our good. It is for our teaching correction, rebuke, and also empowering us and edifying us. The episode is titled, Don't Miss the Boat. It is a salvation message. It is a message that invites each and everyone that is listening to not miss the boat, to come in where life is. It is a message that calls you into life eternal with God. It is a message that Christ came right to this earth so that he can bring us a message that we can be reconciled with the Father. However, we are not going to be looking much on the New Testament, but we are going to search and find salvation right in the beginning in the book of Genesis. That God had a good plan for us, it is evident in the book from the beginning of the Bible to the end. He did not wait for Jesus Christ to come many, many years later, but he provided for our salvation right after men had sinned. Now, the Bible tells us earlier in Genesis that Cain killed Abel, his brother. That was the first um, murder recorded in the Bible. And from then on, sin had already entered with the fall of um, Adam and Eve and their separation from God. And their son committed murder, killed his own brother. Um, he was jealous and envious of the way God had accepted the offering of Abel. And then he killed him. And from then on, life on earth had gone differently from what God had planned. You would recall that in the book of Genesis, when God had created things, he would say he saw that it was good. And he created men. Man was also good in the eyes of God because God made men in his own image. So when God looked at man, he saw himself and expected to see himself. But man then turned and stopped being in the image of God and started emulating the enemy. Wickedness has been on this earth. We see it today. There are so many things that are wrong in our society today. So many evil things, so many wicked things that are done by people. And I don't come here as a saint or as somebody who had not sinned before. But I'm talking about wickedness such that a person will be so comfortable with it, such that there is not even consciousness of how wrong it is in the eyes of God. Some people will sin and not even be bothered by whether or not they are being seen by other people. The things that would have been done in Sodom and Gomorrah are being done even today. So much wickedness. People kill. I mean, right now there's a story of a man 
who raped his two-year-old daughter and killed her. What manner of wickedness is that? Girls, women are raped every single day. The pain that is afflicted on the girl child, I don't even know how God looks at these things. The pain that is inflicted on a woman. Women are beaten, women are killed. I'm not saying men are not killed, but in the main, by virtue of the power, that physical power that men has over a woman, more women get beaten and killed. There's so many other things that are wrong, that are done in the world. So many things, things that would um, touch the heart of God. Not that God doesn't know that we are prone to sin, but God still expects us to be in his own image. The world we live in, full of evil, so much evil, sexual sins, sins against one another, hatred that is in this world, that someone would want to see your downfall and they would even do something about it. So much wickedness. In the book of Genesis, right in the beginning, earlier on, in chapter 6, verse 5 to 8, it says, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of men was great in the earth, just like it is now, as I continue, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made men on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy men whom I have created from the face of the earth, both men and beasts, creeping thing and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. So there was so much wickedness on this earth at that point in time. The thought of the heart of men was only evil continually. You see, you firstly conceive the evil thought in your heart before you even manifest it in the physical. Before you commit adultery, you would have conceived that thought in your heart. You would have pursued that woman or you would have responded to that man. It is the thought that is in your heart that when allowed to sit, invited or uninvited, but when it's allowed to sit, eventually the flesh gives in and you go and do it. It is the thought that is in the heart of men who wants money and is greedy that will wake up and go and kill someone for their money. That will go and hijack your car, take your belongings, go and sell it and move on as if nothing happened. I was watching a video of um, some criminals in um, another country, neighboring country to my country, South Africa. And it is about five men that approach cars that were stuck in, in traffic, possibly waiting for the robot to um, turn green. And this man came out of nowhere and rushed to the cars, breaking windows, opening doors, taking whatever they wanted to take and then ran away. Now, somebody decided that they are going to go into that space and they are going to wait for cars. People that are minding their own business, going to wherever they were going, somewhere, whether it was middle of the night, but it was dark. Somebody decided that they're going to go and steal from those people. Instead of working, instead of doing something for a living, instead of working hard for their money, they would rather go and steal. Somebody can steal your phone, a very expensive phone, and go sell it for peanuts. They take that money, tomorrow that money's gone. The evil and the wickedness that is on this earth, just as it was right in the beginning. And 
because God had made man in his own image and man was no longer doing the things that would be similar to what God would do. Um, man was no longer representing God in the right way. Um, when God looked at man, he could not see the man that he had created in his image. When, when God looked at man, he saw a murderer. When God looked at man, he saw adulterers. When God looked at man, um, he saw um, a thief. He saw all sorts of evil. And he was sorry that he made men on the earth. He could not find himself. He could not see himself. And that grieved him. You see, at times we forget that sin actually grieves God. Sin is a pain to God's heart. Because God did not create us to be sinful men. God created us to be like him. So when we sin, we are doing the things that are contrary to who God is. And that is something that grieves him. And God, when he saw the evil on this earth, he decided that he would destroy men that he had created and um, he would destroy even the men and the beast and every creeping thing. But you see, because there is goodness in God, because God is love, because God is kind, because God is merciful, God would look at the whole earth to find one person and he found him. His name was Noah. And the Bible says, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. In the midst of evil, there was a man that found grace in the eyes of the Lord. That man was not evil like the other men that God saw. And therefore the grace of God came upon Noah. God could have decided that he's going to get rid of everyone, even the good, together with the evil. But God, being gracious, he extended a hand of grace upon Noah. The other people were not bothered. Just like today, if you are going to go to someone and tell them about Jesus, about salvation, if they think that the life of salvation will take them away from the life that they enjoy because they are enjoying living a sinful life, they are just going to ignore you like the men that lived in the times of Noah. God decided to destroy everything and he commanded Noah to build an ark. What were the other people doing? As Noah was building the ark, I can imagine how they probably laughed at him. What are you doing, Noah? I'm building an ark. Why? Because God is going to bring a flood into this whole earth. Noah, you are a foolish man. He had to build such a big structure that it would be able to carry all the different types of animals. He probably looked foolish. It took him years to build that ark. Just like today, it's taking years for Jesus Christ to come back and during this period, Jesus Christ is still extending the message. Come into the boat. Come into the ark. Luke 17 verse 26 to 27 says, And it was in the day of Noah, so it will be in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed all of them. They were not bothered. All was well in their eyes. Noah was just a foolish man who was spending all his years building an ark out of nowhere for no good reason. They'd never experienced flood like it was about to happen. So to them, it was just Noah going crazy. But God had already decided to judge the sin that was on this earth. In the same manner, one day, God is going to judge us. He's going to judge sin in us. 
but praise be to the Lord God, he always has a remnant. There are, there are men in the Bible that will stand out as lone figures against an ungodly people and God notices them. Noah was noticed by God. He stood out as a lone figure. One of those that stood out was Lord. By the grace of God and by reason of him being related to Abram and by the fact that Abram interceded for Lord. He was in the middle of evil in Sodom and Gomorrah. They were also drinking getting married, having wives. Even when the angels came, they wanted to take the angels and to um, sodomize them. But Noah, just like Lot and Abram, stood out in the crowd. God requires his children to stand out in the crowd. It is said that even the believers would rather mingle and fit in in a sinful world instead of being a lone figure in the sinful world. We are not of this world, though we live in this world. However, it has to be clear that we are not of this world. We are not made of the same material. We are godly people. Noah had faith, believed God when God said he would bring a flood. He believed God whom he could not see with the seeing of the eye. But Noah believed that the word that he had is true. Noah believed God. Noah had lived his life as a good person, as a righteous person before God, and he received grace from God. He obeyed and built the ark. Today, we are calling people into the ark, which is Christ. It is possible to be good even though we have to stand alone. But the good thing about salvation and the gospel is that you don't need to stand alone and just remain alone. As you stand out in the crowd, you're supposed to draw people to Christ. So, you need to begin to make a bigger circle. Not that you step out of the circle, but that you make a bigger circle so that people will go in or get in into that circle. The kingdom circle, the godly kind of people circle, the righteous kind of people circle, the people that believe God, the people that obey God. Don't miss that boat. Don't miss that opportunity. Even today, Jesus Christ is still calling, just like Noah would have called the people. God made Noah a preacher in those days to a generation of men that were wicked and they did not listen to him. Do not give up today if you are preaching to a people that are not prepared to listen to the message of salvation. Yours and mine is to speak the word of God continuously. Yours and mine is to continuously encourage, continuously witness, continuously tell about Christ so that people will go into the ark which is Christ himself. God made Noah a savior to the inferior creatures, the animals. Imagine that instead of human beings getting inside that ark, the lion, the, the cows, the, the whatever animals, even the pigs, the clean and unclean animals made it into the boat. And the human beings that are made in the image of God, only Noah and his wife and his children made it into that ark. The animals did not completely perish because there was a savior. Noah is more like a type of Jesus Christ calling you into the ark. You may think that all is well. You are still young. You still want to enjoy life. You want to enjoy your money. You want to do things, see places, go places, enjoy, do whatever you want to do. But you see, even though it took Noah years to finish building that ark, some would even project to say it took him 100 years. 
Even though it took him so many years, there was a day, an appointed day, the day when God decided that the flood is now due. The flood had come. In Genesis chapter 7 verse 1, Then the Lord said to Noah, Come into the ark, you and all your household, because I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. You shall with you seven each of every animal, a male and his female. Praise the Lord. Come into the ark. You are righteous, Noah, in this generation. Are you righteous in this generation, child of God? Can God look at you and look at your friends and say, this one is righteous in this generation? God is seeking a kind of people that will make an impact in their generation. This is not the time for us to sugarcoat things. This is not the time for us to be patting each other in the back because we don't want to hurt each other's feelings. Because once the door of the ark was closed, there was no time. There was no space. There was no longer any opportunity. The Bible tells us that God shut Noah in. God shut Noah in and everyone else that was in that ark. When the appointed time for the flood to come, God came in and shut the door. People don't understand that there will be a time for shutting in those that are righteous before the Father. There will be a time of reckoning, a time where you are not longer able to open that door, no matter how much you can knock. Perhaps when the rain started, the people thought, ah, it's just um, an early summer or an early winter, depending on um, whether or not it rained in winter or summer in their place. But as it persisted, they started to realize that Noah was right. As they started flooding, seeing the floods, their homes being submerged in the water, there was no more time. They could not swim to the ark. They could not go and knock at the door. Noah did not even have the key to that ark because it was God that had shut him in. He was not going to open it anyway because the water was going to come inside the ark. The matter or the issue of salvation is a personal choice. God is extending that invitation to people even today. He urges us, all of us, to take advantage of the perfect provision that he has made for preservation, that is Christ Jesus. And he offers it in a time of impending judgment and gloom. God sent his own son so that he would pay the price for you and me, so that we don't have to pay the price anymore. But mankind decides to want to pay the price themselves. Can you stand before God and say, I'll take the punches. I'll take the punishment for my sins. It will not be easy. It will not be easy at all. It will be very painful to stand before God and he asks you, what did you do about the message of my son? I sent my son to this earth for you. What did you do about it? Because you see, the message of salvation is not just about counting the sins. Because you see, the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 to 10, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So you believe with your heart that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead by God. And you'll be saved. You see, the issue of believing is not just to say, I have been told or I've read the Bible about Jesus, therefore I believe. You see, you're not believing the story of Jesus. You are believing the message about Jesus. You are believing Jesus when he says, Blessed are the peacemakers. You are believing Jesus 
when he tells you, love your neighbor as you love yourself. You believe in Jesus when he says, you shall serve God only. You shall love God and serve him only. So you believe the message of Jesus. Every bit and piece of word that Jesus Christ spoke, you believe that. You just don't believe that he just rose from the dead and that's it. Because you see, salvation is a walk with Christ. You believe him. He says, follow me. When you follow him, he tells you, love your neighbor. When you follow him, he tells you, take care of your neighbor. When you follow him, he tells you, forgive one another. When you follow him, he tells you, take care of one another. When you follow him, he tells you what to do. One of the mistakes that happens is we preach Christ to people and never disciple them. And then they say, I have believed and they go back into their filthiness because we don't then sit down and tell them this is what Christ says the people that believe in him are supposed to live like this and that because if you have believed that Jesus Christ has come to save you then you will believe him when he tells you don't do this but do that when he tells you love your neighbor you will believe him and you'll do it because you are following him you are, you are not just sitting and watching Christ as if you are looking at a television and you have no connection to whatever is happening in the TV screen. But you have a relationship with Christ such that you believe him. When he says to you, lay your hands on the sick, you say, yes, Lord, I'm going to do it. And you do it. When he says to you, cast out devils, you say, yes, Lord, I believe you. And then I'm going to do it. And then you go and cast them out. When he says to you, Give, it shall be given. You say, yes, Lord, I believe you. I'm going to give. Whatever instruction that Jesus Christ tells you, because you believe him, because you submit to him as Lord, because a Lord gives instruction, a Lord rules. If you believe him as Lord over your life, not just to confess and be counted amongst people that confessed. Because you see, you can confess and go back and court sin and go straight into filthiness all over again. And people will draw in the issue of grace. God wants to see himself in you and me. He wants to see us and see himself. And when we listen to Jesus and when we follow Jesus, then we do what Jesus did and we act as Jesus acted and we take care of one another as Jesus Christ did. Then God sees himself in us. When we don't do what Jesus Christ says we ought to do, we live a sinful life, a wicked life. When God looks at us, he does not see himself. He sees wickedness. And he would come like he did with Gomorrah. He said, I'm going to go and check if the things that I've heard about that place are actually true. When he comes here, he'll find abortion. He will find murder. He will find drunkenness. He will find drug addiction. He will find all sorts of wickedness. He will find corruption. He will find theft. He will find all sorts of wickedness. But if he were to come, glory to Jesus, and find a people that says, Lord, what am I to do today? How am I to live today? How do I conduct myself today? And when Jesus Christ answers, they say, yes, Lord, I'm going to do it. These are the kind of people that get inside the boat. The snail went inside the boat. The lion went inside the boat. All sorts of creepy creatures went inside the boat. They did not say, yes, we believe you, Noah. 
we know that you said the flood is coming. We believe you. And then nothing. The people that did not believe in their heart, the message that Noah preached, they stayed outside of the boat. Because you see, faith is active. If you have heard, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And faith is the substance of the things that are hoped for. If you have heard the word that is preached, you will get up and walk into the boat. If you have heard and you have believed that there is flood that is coming, you would get up and get inside the boat. So that you don't believe even though you have heard, we see it by the fact that we have not gotten inside the boat. And when you have gotten inside of the boat, child of God, and have received Christ and are saved, your salvation is in you sitting inside the boat until the flood passes. Praise the name of the Lord. God shut in Noah and all the animals and his family. None of them got out of the boat. We can't continuously have the kind of Christians like we see today. Those that will get in the boat today, tomorrow they are gone. Get inside the boat today, tomorrow because you are broke. Then you get out of the boat and go into the world and prostitute yourself for money. You get inside the boat. Tomorrow you get out and go and pay a bribe and you want to come back again inside the boat. You get inside the boat and because you are lonely and bored, it's Valentine's Day, you get out of the boat and go and fornicate. God wants a people that will remain shut in the boat until the time comes for the boat to be opened. You are invited to get inside the boat. Get inside there. Get inside where Christ is. Believe in the Lord. Let him be Lord over your life. When he is Lord, he rules over your life. When he is Lord, he is the one that tells you where to go, with whom, when, what to do, and what not to do. And when he tells you, he's not being a difficult person. He's not being the kind of person that does not want you to enjoy life. We have set the standard of the world and made it to be the standard of um, the kingdom of God. It cannot be. Our joy and happiness is not being drunk and drug addicted. Our joy in the Lord is different. We are joyful when we are doing good for others. We are joyful when we are loving one another. We are joyful when we are forgiving one another. We are joyful when we are taking care of one another. Don't get out of the boat. Once you are inside, simple message, repent, move away from what you were doing before and go to the boat of Jesus. The ark, he paid that price. His blood was spilled for you and for me. Don't miss the chance. If you believe in your heart, you will be saved. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, so you believe with your heart unto righteousness and your mouth confesses unto salvation. And when you have confessed unto salvation, you remain there. You do not confess Lord Jesus today and tomorrow confess Lord Satan. Because when you obey Satan, you are saying he is Lord over your life. But when you confess Jesus as Lord, whatever he tells you to do, do it. It was such a joyous occasion. It was a wedding at Cana. And the mother of Jesus spoke such powerful words. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. And he told them to fill the jars with water. And he turned that water into wine. The God that we serve, who can change your situation today. But he wants you to get inside where God is. I pray that you will invite someone that you'll share this message with someone. Someone out there thinks that they have all their lives to live and at the last minute they are going to confess Jesus. You don't know, child of God, 
whether or not your life will be called of you tomorrow. You don't know that. You better get inside the boat today. Don't wait for tomorrow. Share this message with someone that you know is out there and not wanting to get inside the boat like the people in the times of Noah. Share it with someone. Save your life. Tell someone about Jesus. Tell someone about the salvation. Jesus Christ has paid the price. We have no business paying the price all over again. May the Lord save you and your loved ones. May he be Lord over your life. And may you never get out of that boat. Till kingdom come. Till Jesus comes. Till eternity. Shalom. Thank you for listening to the Word Anchor Podcast. To get copies of my books, The Bride of Jesus, Dear Girl Child, Confessions of a Parent, Victorious Youth, and From the Pit to the Palace, go to Amazon.com. You can buy a hard copy or a Kindle edition. Remember to check out the show notes. Connect with me on social media platforms. Give feedback and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the Word of God your anchor.